Hi guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. So in this episode, I'm going to touch on training with time limitations and the rationale behind this episode is I appreciate everyone's got different commitments than others. People have different, no, everyone, as Molly May said, everyone's got the same 24 hours in their day. Uh, and people may not want to prioritise training as much as others. Uh, so they might want to, they might have things that go above training, like uh, family commitments, like maybe work or social events, they might prioritise them above training. So this episode's going to be going over how you can potentially split up or set up and kind of go about training in a manner that will allow you to get good results while training less frequently. But something to be said is you get what you put in. If you're only willing to go to the gym two times a week, you'll get the results of someone who's only willing to go to the gym two times a week. If you're willing to go to the gym five times a week, you'll get the results of someone who's willing to train five times a week. So you, you get what you put into training. So although this episode is going to allow you to train effectively as possible, like uh, if you're not placing something on your highest, or if it's not your highest value, then you're not going to exceed in that at the same pace as what you'd value greater, if that makes sense. Because uh, like you don't, you don't get the results for what you don't work for. So that's just to... Kind of set expectations, which is something very important to do, which I do with my clients. It's like, I'll set expectations from the get-go of, right, I'll give you the tools, I'll give you the accountability, I'll give you basically everything I can to succeed, but you need to work. You need to work hard. And it's not easy, but it's a case of getting it done. So when it comes to training, we want to think about our split setup. So don't think about even attempting to do like an arm day if you're training two times a week, because it's not going to be a good use of your time. Uh, with training minimal times a week, what I'd probably do is an upper-lower rest split. So, for example, if you're training four times, I'd do upper-lower rest, upper-lower rest. If you were training three times a week, I'd probably do upper-lower-upper. If you were training two times a week, I'd probably do upper-lower and repeat that, or full body, then full body again, and repeat that to full body sessions. And if not possible, or if not, maybe even a on off on off split that could work as well so what comes to like a priority with your split is what you can adhere to because like when it comes to anything like it's like adherence is key obviously you need to apply effort you can't just go through the motions with your training but you want to set set a split as sustainable because if let's say you're planning on doing four sessions a week but you only manage two then why don't you just structure your training in a manner that will allow you to get two effective sessions done in the best way possible so that you're not getting half the work done for example if you plan on training five times a week but you only try train two then you might run a push pull legs upper lower split and if you just then go push pull and then miss the rest then you're not training your lower body at all whereas if you do upper lower or full body then you'll at least train your all half of your body or all parts of your body sorry so basically it's just a case of doing upper lower or if you're training maybe two to three times a week, even full body. Uh, the downside of full body is I don't think people train hard enough to to be able to do that consistently, to be honest. Maybe when they're just getting started, but when they start progressing in big movements, it's hard. It's hard applying yourself to a barbell back squat, a leg press, and then a bent over row, and then a bench press, like big movements like that. It's hard to fully apply yourself to that, whereas it's easy to do like a push session and do some flies and then some pressing, and then some tricep extensions, which is why 
I think a lot of people resort to the pushable leg split because it's probably easier than upper lower. And yeah, so you could do full body, you could do upper lower. And I'll kind of go about how you might want to structure each. So if you are training with, let's say, very or not very frequently, you want very minimal isolation movements. They're not time efficient. So it doesn't make sense to go in the gym and be doing isolation work. Uh, the only caveat to that is some body parts that might not get hit much with the compounds, which I'll get to. But what I'd say is like prioritize big movements, prioritize ones that will help give you the most bang for your buck because it's like you don't need to think about doing uh like you you shouldn't really be doing like a chest fly if you're only training a couple sets of chest a session and training full body or whatever. The reason being is like you're training just your chest. See if let's say you see if you put like a cuff on. Uh, and just do like a cuffed fly or cuffed chest press or if you do let's say a chest fly you're getting minimal you're minimally targeting your shoulders and your triceps and you're just really targeting your chest which could be good in certain circumstances but if you're training very infrequently then i wouldn't recommend doing it where that would be beneficial is if someone's chest was like a great weakness their shoulders were strong and then they let's say ran a push pull leg split and they had the time to dedicate like time to do in a fly but if you're get starting out like don't think about doing anything that's gonna kind of isolate any certain muscle it's not a good idea for the most part and in terms of like structuring your training so if you are wanting to maybe consider running an upper lower split what i'd basically perform is if i was thinking about right what's a time efficient and effective session it would be three different presses two pull movements and then a bicep curl so the three presses would be like a chest focused, a shoulder focused, and then a tricep focused. Two pulls would be one bent over, so lower back loaded, bent over row variation, and then a lat focused movement. There's a episode on how to target your back if you want to know the difference between doing so. But basically, I'd do like, for example, a chest movement would maybe be a chest press or a barbell bench press or a dumbbell press. A shoulder focus would be a shoulder press or a high incline Smith machine or high incline dumbbell press. And then a tricep focus would be a dip variation or maybe a close grip swift machine press or a dip machine or yeah well that that would go under dip variation to be fair or sometimes if the machine set up appropriately to do so you could even do like a close grip chest press but most of the time i'd go with a smith press or a dip before doing one of them and then as for the two pulls what i'd probably do is like i said one bent over so maybe just a bent over barbell or dumbbell row then maybe like a lap pull down uh, with like a neutral grip attachment. One where your palms are facing in, that's round about shoulder width for uh, maybe like a close grip attachment if you don't have that. And in terms of how I'd structure it, what I'd probably do is start with like a start with like a shoulder focus. Oh, if your chest or shoulders you want to develop more, put whatever one first. For example, if you want to develop your chest first, chest the greatest, put the chest movement first follow that by a back movement, usually a bent over roll, then do another press, then do the, like a lat pull down or a lat focus roll, and then do your tricep compound. And in that way, you're getting like a break between each body part. So on paper, you can lift more with each body part throughout the whole session because you've got some break in between each exercise. And then I'd do bicep work at the end, which would probably just look like a easy bar cable curl or a D-handle cable curl facing away from the cable or just a bicep variation there's especially if you're just getting started there's no need to really complicate this a ton 
and doing two to three sets on the compound movements and then three sets on the bicep curls as well. And with the pulls, maybe maybe more so towards three on them, just because you're only doing two movements, but probably two sets on the on the pressing movements. And by pressing movements, I just mean anything where you're pressing, which would be like a dip. Well, I just kind of went over what they are. So that's working your pressing musculature. Pulling is going to be working your back and your biceps. And obviously, effort is going to influence our volume requirements. So if you're training ridiculously hard, you're going to require less sets. You're going to require less work to get the same outcome than someone who's going for the motions with their training. As for structure and lower, you could have one quad bias session and one more hamstring bias session. Uh, and that's that would probably fit well if you're training four times a week so you can hit both in the space of a week. Or if you're training three times a week at a push, that could be a not bad idea. And what I'd probably do is, in terms of setting it up, I've got, again, other videos on setting up legs if you want me to dive deeper into it, but I like starting with an adductor machine, maybe like a hamstring curl, and then a squatting pattern, so a squat movement, a leg press, and then from there, maybe like a leg, maybe a split squat or a lunge, a leg extension, and then you could do calves and abs. I'd maybe put the leg extension after the hamstring curl, actually. And as for training your hamstrings, similar setup, but what I'd probably do is adductor, hamstring curl variation, remain, like, sorry, not remain dead, a deadlift variation of your choice, really. No need to overcomplicate it a ton if you're just getting into it. And then from there, probably like a split squat, and then maybe some more leg pressing in that session and then from there calves and abs again and if you have a lack of time prioritize the compound movements put them at the start and you can maybe put more volume or more sets towards the compound movements and then as a result do less isolation movements and maybe still keep a hamstring curl at the start just because if you're training your hamstrings not a ton then it makes sense putting them towards the start where you're going to get a lot from that movement and in terms of how would structure full body, so it depends obviously how much, how how often you'll be training in a week, of course. Same with the upper lower split, like I said. Uh, so that is something to consider. And how I'd potentially structure full body is I'd probably do uh one where you're starting with your with your lower movements and then one when you're starting with your upper movements. And what I'd probably do is like for lower body, I'd put or for full body, sorry, I'd put a hamstring curl, a squat variation, then a deadlift variation. And then from there, I'd most likely do like a upper body pull and, and then an upper body push movement. Uh, or sorry, and then an upper body pull being a row and then an upper body like chest press and, or chest focus movement. And then I do a lat focused movement, like a pull down or some other variation of a back movement that will target one your back sorry one your lats the next your upper back and then after that i'd do a shoulder focus movement and that will basically and then after that i'd probably move on to like putting calves at the ends as well as like training maybe your biceps as well so something along those lines it uh, would be a good place to start basically you're trying to pick bang for your, like a lot of bang for your buck movements that target a lot of body parts train really hard at them and progress them over time and something you can consider is high intensity techniques, which basically allows you to get more done in a shorter period of time, especially if you're not training super frequently, they can be something that will definitely have their place. So something I'd like to maybe do is when you're training your, let's say, let's say you're doing 
oh, it doesn't matter if you're in upper or lower or full body, but if you're doing a hamstring curl, for example, what you could do is do one to a rest pause set, which is basically when you do a set and then you rest 20 seconds, you do the set again, you rest 20 seconds, you do the set again. And you don't change the weight you're using in all those sets. What you'll typically find is if, let's say, you're doing 12 to 15 reps the first set, let's say you get 15, what will probably happen is you'll get eight the second and then something like four the third. And that basically allows you to accumulate a lot of effective reps and get a lot of work done in a short period of time. And something you can also do more on isolation movements and movements when you're in a safe environment is doing drop sets, which is when you drop the weight and repeat another set right after and partial reps, which is when you basically perform like half reps or even less than that when you can't do full reps, which is something I do like at the end of calves or hamstrings. And if you are training like two times a week or three times a week, forget the idea of training too hard, especially if you're new to training. It's not something you need to worry about. So don't worry about kind of like what you should worry about is just doing junk volume. So what to make sure is when you're a beginner, make sure you're making the absolute most of the training you're doing. Make sure you're training hard as you possibly can with the set you're currently doing. And from there, if you can increase them while maintaining intensity and still be not sore going into the next session, do that. But don't worry about, let's say, doing all those big movements because you are only training like two to three times a week and the overall weight you're going to lift isn't high enough to merit, let's say, worrying about how much fatigue you'll accumulate with your sessions. So don't really stress about that. And obviously with, like I said, at start, you're gonna, you're gonna potentially get less results in training five times a week. And it's just the simple fact that you're not putting as much time and volume and effort into your training, which is completely fine. Uh, it's just setting expectations, like I said, and something else to also consider is if you are training, let's say like that amount per week is when you are training, it's like you you might potentially not have as much time to target like your side delts, which is side of your shoulders and like your rear delts uh, through isolation movements, which is completely fine. Because um, that's obviously, obviously during the compound movements, you're going to target like the smaller body parts, like your like your calves to an extent, your, like your side or your shoulders, like your triceps. But it's completely fine if let's say you're not doing isolation movements on those exercise or on those body parts i'd rather see someone just do a lot of compound movements and kind of like trash themselves with them and trying to get stronger and progress that over time and of course just like any program it's good to have like a focus on your form your execution and like i said logging what you get for each rep or sorry for each set meaning how much reps you got how much weight you used and then progressing that over time the reason why I'm saying do an upper lower split or push pull legs is because on paper, I believe that's going to basically give you more progress in splitting your body parts up individually, especially if you're not training frequently. And the reason being is we know training frequency at like two to three times a week produces more muscle growth than training one times a week. Uh, so if you're training a body part once a week, you're potentially limiting how much progress you can make. Also, regardless if we do like say 20 sets for our legs or 10 sets for our legs, if we're doing 20 sets and we might have already stimulated muscle growth at 10 sets. So if we're doing 10 more after that, then that's just going to accumulate unnecessary fatigue that we don't ideally want. Uh, one that is just going to dig us a hole to recover from. So if we can get away with doing 10 sets instead of 20, recover, grow, and be able to repeat that, then I'd rather see someone do that because 
you're just kind of like you're just doing sets for the sake of it after you've you've stimulated and triggered muscle growth response if that makes sense especially as a beginner it will be low the amount of actual work you need to do granted your effort is good and your execution is good so that's why i'd rather someone not do like a ridiculous amount of sets and just do like a a day for each body part because it just doesn't make sense on paper and if you think about it if you're training let's say full body you're just starting out you can train let's say your let's say your legs are a point you want to develop you can train legs they can recover you can train them again they can recover and you can train them again so you're stimulating muscle growth growing stimulating again growing again and you're doing that three times a week you're growing muscle you're getting free you're stimulating that muscle to grow three times a week and recovering three times a week so on paper you could be getting you probably probably won't get three times but that like if you think about it you're getting three times opportunities to grow that muscle so on paper i believe that's gonna produce better results and if we think about let's say if we're doing a movement let's say we do a barbell back squat we're doing that three times a week when we're training lower body then what's gonna allow us to progress faster doing that movement progressing our sets and recovering progressing our sets again recovering progressing our sets and recovering so progressing our movement three times a week or training it one times a week uh, doing a lot more sets and then waiting a week until we next to it i believe it's going to be doing that movement three times a week because you might be recovered from doing squats within two days and you could have the opportunity to do them again within two days and progress your movement but you're still waiting another five days whereas if you do them every two to three days then you're you're like i said adapting that body part being able to lift more and repeating that process so you're gonna progress that lift at a faster rate because a big part of if you want to let's say progress a certain lift is doing it frequently if you're only doing it once a week you're giving yourself one chance to progress that lift per week which is obviously going to be 52 per year whereas if you're training that three times a week then that's going to be 156 times you're going to be able to progress that movement per year have the opportunity to progress it which i think is going to lead to better results so yeah try not waste your time doing like a specialized split training let's say your arms or that on a three times a week training split because it's not going to be giving you a lot of value for your time even if your goal is just primarily fat loss then what are you going to build or burn more calories with training let's say your upper body or training your shoulders or your arms or training your full body probably your full body because you're gonna be handling more weight you're probably going to be burning more calories as a result of that because you're going to be doing more strenuous movements more often and more just more calorie burning sessions not that we train if your goal is fat loss and obviously it's, it's going to help you being a calorie deficit but the goal isn't to kind of burn more calories when it comes to training in the gym however it's going to help us do so so i think that's another benefit of it just because you are going to get more out of it from a calorie burn point of view so yeah hope you enjoyed the episode something else to actually say before i wrap up is it allows you to get more skilled at exercises quicker so if let's say you can practice a skill of like big movements so for example it's like what's going to contribute more towards physique development nailing a squat or doing let's say we'll say like a like a like a leg extension so if you get the, like, the movement pattern down with a squat the faster you can get that nailed the faster you can start progressing it so if you do that three times a week you've got times to come in you're mentally fresh nail that skill of squatting and then get out the gym recover and then 
try it again in the next few days. And that's going to allow you to maybe pick up the skill of squatting faster than if you're only squatting once a week, in my opinion. So it will allow you to get skilled at more of the big movements because once you nail those big movements, that will typically transfer over to the smaller body parts for the most part. What I mean is you might not know how to isolate your muscle extremely effectively, but you'll know what good form is. You'll know what maintaining a neutral spine and safe posture is when you're doing a movement, which will transfer over to the smaller body parts. So if you can do all the big ones very frequently, you can get that base. You can get like, you can build a good base for yourself in regards to training. So I hope this helped in regards to training on time limitations, but yeah, schedule your sessions when you think you've got time, get in and out. If you need to have short rest periods, have them, but focus on doing the big movements as much as you can. Putting high intensity techniques in there and basically picking the movements that are going to work as much body parts as you possibly can for the most part. And just getting strong on them. It's like, regardless if you can commit two leg days a week, if you are going in the gym doing full body three times a week and you take your squat from 40 kilos to 100 kilos, in a rep range that causes muscle growth, you're still going to be bigger. You're still going to be a lot bigger, regardless if you have a full leg day. Uh, so that is how I believe is going to get the best results. So hope everyone has a great day and thank you very much for watching. I appreciate everyone who shares it on their story and gives me a tag. If you haven't already, feel free to do it. I greatly appreciate the support everyone gives.